No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 79. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is June 26, 2013, and my shout-out, well, it's going to go to Flying Debris. You, sir, are mech porn god. And obviously, we'll talk about why. But for everyone else out there, I think you understand. You, sir, just, you're amazing. So let's let's arrange. Your, your children, my children, you know, firstborns, let's 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 join this house. Darren, what about you, bud? Whew, it's getting a little hot in here. My shout out, this is Darren, aka Bombadil, goes to the Free to Game podcast. It's F R E E T O G A M E dot com. And also to the possibility of NGNG Con happening uh, late this summer, uh, this summer in the San Francisco area. More news to come as soon as we uh, get it set up. So, got a lot of feedback. I'm getting emails almost uh, every day from people that want to do this. So, uh, stay tuned. Brandon? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill, and my shoutouts are going to one, our guest, Russ, uh, second to Mexpex, MWOG, and Aces, because we're always recruiting. You whore. Okay. All right. I know, right? Wow. Laura, what He's about you? He's shouting out to himself. I'm literally the worst. <laughs> well, hey guys, this is Laura. My shoutout today goes out to the infamous Ben Paler for his RJC Memorial 24-hour livestream for autism, which will be held on Tuesday, July 2nd on twitch.tv slash ngngtv. Yes, yes. And, that, and that being said, more info is coming out. Um, we're getting some graphics made and obviously a actual web post. I'll have all the information, times, dates, uh, guests, and all the information Who is you the need. a big special guest? Well, we do have, uh, you know, Jordan Wiseman coming, and he's going to be... Right. Uh, maybe we can pressure Ross here on the spot. Maybe we'll ask him afterwards to, to show up maybe during the night. I don't know. But it is a 24-hour live stream, so it's going to be going for a while. And we need to be there to help support MB because, you know, the, yeah, gingers don't yeah. have souls, so we need to feed him coffee so he keeps awake and all that fun stuff. But anyways, welcome to all of our live studio audience. We've got quite a bit of people here, actually. And of course, to all of our new listeners out there in the world, wherever you are, whether you're looking at mech porn, you're maybe drawing mech porn, or maybe you're watching mech porn, whatever you're doing, we say, hey... If you like what we're doing, head over to our website. We've got a tip jar on the right side. Show some love, and we would appreciate it. Thank you so much. And maybe you're doing a little shopping online, maybe Amazon or Newegg or Tiger Direct. If so, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon, Newegg, or Tiger Direct buttons on our website. Right side, scroll down a little bit. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. All right, and this week we've got the Catalyst Game Lab Sponsorship Giveaway Week 8, and I'd just like to say uh, congratulations. Uh, by the way, someone was asking, how can we see who the winners are? I used to post that on Facebook, but it got lost uh, so quickly. If you go to the giveaway links, it'll actually, uh, when I lock out the thread, I put the winner and the name or on the thread name itself. So you can make sure to check that out. And this week, we've got the Battletech intro box set. We're giving another one of these things away. This is actually technically the old box set now because they're coming out with, they've came out with a new design. So this actually has the old, I can say that, wow, old artwork. But make sure to go over there and check that out. And uh, all you have to do is uh, follow the simple instructions, register, post a comment with the instructions. I think, uh, what did I do this week? I just set this up a few hours ago. Anyways, make sure to check it out, read it out, and uh, yeah, post up Basically, your, uh, your answer. be collectible already then, because if they have new ones, you won't be able to get this one. I am giving away old product. It's, it's what I'm doing, you know. Just throwing all that crap out there. No, it's actually brand new, still in the wrapping and everything, and we just want to say thank you again to Catalyst Game Labs for sponsoring this. And let's go ahead and roll right into, uh, well, our guest. We already know who normal is here, Garth, but we're not introducing Garth today. We're introducing Russ Bullock. He's sorry, been on the Garth. show before. Yeah, sorry, buddy. And uh, Russ, welcome back. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's been quite a while since I've been on the show. 
I was gonna say you were just at E3 and enjoyed all of that going on, and then you come back and uh, you unloaded some some fun stuff this week. And before we get into that, um, obviously I just want to sort of say this out here, just so everyone knows, uh, for uh, Project Phoenix, and you know, just so everyone is clear and understands. Um, as some of you guys know, over the years, you know, the Battletech license uh, and the mech designs have came from different sources uh, that due to the various legal reasons and disputes and stuff like that, um, a lot of those designs have been known as the Unseen and then later the Reseen mechs. And of course this falls under, you know, Harmony Gold owning the Warhammer, Marauder, Archer, Rifleman, and of course Dugram, the Battlemaster, Shadowhawk, Thunderbolt, and Crusher Joe, the Locust. Now that all being said, Russ, what is Project Phoenix uh, to you and to you know the you know PGI, and what led to its creation in the first place? Well, um, boy, and this is one of those subjects that it's hard to kind of you know make your thoughts go cohesive because you know these um, unseen mechs, as you call them, um, have been something that people will always think about and talk about whenever Mech Warrior Battletech is brought up. And there's still a lot of misinformation out there about the whole legal dispute. Um, we've certainly spent a significant amount of time and money with lawyers and everything else figuring it all out. And we feel like we have it, it all figured out at this point. So for us, this is something we've been working on constantly, you know, always, ever since the beginning. I mean, even go back three years to the 2009 trailer. I mean, it's something that needs to be a part of MechWare and Biotech because frankly you know we I think a lot of people were upset about the situation and I think rightfully so because the, the fact is that Battletech and MechWarrior owns you know really from our perspective here which is what kind of led to the launch of, of Operation Phoenix they own everything about those mechs essentially because they own the name they own the name Shadowhawk they own the name even the other ones of Marauder you know, riflemen, they own those names. And they also own the entire description. You know, they own the fact that it's an X tons, that it's a bipedal mech, that it has these weapons and this loadout and this, that, and the other. And there's just tons of canon describing that. So the only thing they didn't own was those original, like 1980s line art drawings. So, yeah, they are separated out into three different categories, but. Um, the two categories that we've been able to work with are the ones you mentioned and really we were able to take those aspects that Battletech owns uh, the descriptions, the names, everything else and we have Alex aka Flying Debris um, take the inspiration of what a Shadowhawk is for instance and, and create a new design for it so I guess to summarize it we finally found a way to we feel very legally and 100% you know piranha owned artwork now to bring back some of these classic designs um, and I couldn't be more excited about it I mean I, I love the locust love the shadowhawk although and the thunderbolt and I have to admit though as per usual I, I like our artwork quite a bit better than the original artwork in most of the cases especially with the shadowhawk and the thunderbolt um, I think they're just modern now and they look, they look awesome so uh, you know, it's it's almost a perfect situation. It's not a perfect news situation for everybody. Everyone's going to want to talk about the Macross ones. They're going to want to talk about um, the Rifleman, the Marauder. Um, our stance at Piranha is, in our, our legal team's perspective, is that you know those mechs would be in the very same situation as the the Dugram and the uh, Crusher Joe ones that we've done. I mean, we own the names and we own the the descriptions, but um, Harmony Gold and the Macross guys are still very active with the Robotech brand and they are, I think there might be a movie, I don't know, there's, there's stuff going on with it and so they're much more aggressive and much more um, you know, whatever, I won't get into it, but basically we don't know if we want to go there yet uh, never say never, but I would say do not hold your breath um, let's be grateful for what we have Dugram, Crusher Joe, we've got some really cool classic mechs back and really happy that we can at least bring these ones back and Well I think, I think it's I think it's important Russ to point out too for those that maybe don't know or have sort of forgot, like it's not like PGI was the ones who to put 
you know, these designs in this place as far as legality. This is something that's been going on for a long time. And for me, and I just want to go out, you know, obviously on the record yesterday during Twitch, what we're doing is I'm thoroughly happy that this is going on with Project Phoenix. Me as a player, as a fan, and whatever someone, fan, whatever you want to call me in general, I am happy that uh, this is happening because these are designs that we haven't seen in over 15 years, and I can be appreciative of that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can well, definitely I think I, second that. I'm gonna jump in again and just make sure everyone understands. Um, you know, I guess what's going on with uh, the revenue that's that we're making from Project Phoenix. I mean, I think it's important for everyone to understand that. You know, this was a very opportunistic thing for us, not only just to bring classic battle mechs back that that you know mechs that haven't been seen since what Mech Warrior One, if then. So that is just absolutely amazing, and they're gonna be great in the game. But also the revenue that we're, we generate. Um, just 100% of it goes towards the game, right? 100% goes towards the major features that we want, we're implementing, that we are implementing and will implement, and the money goes 100% towards, you know, marketing the game, so that, you know, when we, as we launch the product and have a launch event and marketing initiatives, so we have a, a greater chance of, you know, really making mech warrior you know reach a, a broad audience and become you know the hit that i think all of us want it to become it's already doing very well but you'd still have to describe it as being you know very much a you know a mech warrior fanboys game which is great that was what we wanted it to begin but i think all of us would like to see um you know mech warrior kind of uh, take off and so you know all this this um the revenue from it and hopefully it does very well so far the program's doing very well um, but yeah, I just want everyone to make sure they realize that it's uh, all the money is is going back into MechWarrior to make the game even better and more successful. Um, well, okay, so now I totally agree with Phil as being uh, very happy with the mechs he chose. But now, when you realize you were able to uh, work out a deal with Dugram and Crusher Joe, and then you have these you know specific um, mechs available to you, what made you sit down and choose these four specific mechs? Um, now I know we've talked to you in the past when you've done the Twitch streaming and so forth. You've you know you've always loved the Battlemaster and um, the Shadowhawk. 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 Yeah. <coughs> Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk, of course. But I why these four it. mechs, and which one are you looking forward to playing most? Um, as far I'm sorry, you say as far as additional ones that are possibilities? No, no, no. Just these. Why these four specific mechs for this package? What made you land on these four? Right. Thank you. Uh, I would say it was just extremely obvious um you know when you look at we wanted to do four we wanted to do one per weight class that was kind of obvious uh, when we look at what was available it these are just the top four i mean it's, it's really just that simple i mean locust is an absolute no-brainer for lights the only one really in the category of these two uh, cl uh the two company those two uh categories we discussed and then um you know for medium there's actually wolverine i guess griffin and, and shadow they're all 55 tonners um, but I think the Shadowhawk was the most popular traditionally. I, we could argue that point, but and I think it just was ripe for a redesign like like we put into it. Thunderbolt was no brainer for the heavy, popularity wise, and of course Battlemaster is just no uh, no comparison. I'm not sure if there's another assault actually. Uh, there might be a Scorpion or something like that. But again, no, it was just a no contest. You know, that's just a simple answer. These are the the best four. There's a couple others there that I know people were wondering about. I think I mentioned them, and we talked about them before, Darren. Uh, Wolverine, Griffin. Uh, the Griffin and the Wolverine. Um, yeah, those are very much possibilities now. Uh, those are, I'm awesome. sure it, it might happen, you know, but uh, these these four were the obvious choice. So now we usually see you running around in your dragon. Um, which of these four mechs are you most uh, looking forward to trying out? Oh, boy, that's tough. Um, you know, I've, I've primarily... I actually pilot, definitely, it's, it's kind of a split between mediums and heavies. I'm spending a, a lot of time in Centurions, like I'm laying in a lot of time in the Dragon, so uh, mediums and heavies. So if tradition holds, it's going to be Shadowhawk and Thunderbolt, but in this case, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm kind of drawn all over the place. I really can't wait to run around on the Locust. I, I love that mech ever since the original um, Grey Death uh, trilogy, uh, you know, when the, what was it? His woman, Laura. essentially, yeah, Laura yeah. was in was in the locust. That was cool, and um, the Battlemaster just looks absolutely ridiculous. You know, I just I love <laughs> it. It's it's going to be so cool. Now, all this being said, um, uh, for those that don't 
maybe, well, I, I figure everyone on this channel knows about the packages and the deals and stuff like that. Now, if you're a number cruncher and you're looking at the value of these packages, and if you, if you don't understand, uh, let me just make it very clear that these packages have very, very good value. The Overlord tier specifically, $80 for, oh, I mean, just the amount of content, like I can list it all out here is, it's high up there. I mean, when you do the value and the math, it's over like $250 of normal, like in-game, like if you were to base everything off right now. What has been the community response so far? And I'm not asking for numbers in general. I'm just saying for you being, you know, in the position you are, what is, what have you seen as far as the community response? Uh, I've been overwhelmed with how positive it was. I mean, I knew that people would love the classic mechs. I mean, that was really a no-brainer. And I was really pushing the agenda on this side. I'm the one that spent a lot of time talking to lawyers and just getting everything straightened up and kind of jamming this down everyone's throat here to do this. I mean, everyone wanted to do it, but, um, you know, I was I put a lot of effort in I almost gave up a couple times, guys. So, I mean, this almost didn't happen, like, as much as, like, a few weeks ago. I was, anyhow, but I, we got it done. We made it happen. I knew people would like the mechs, but, you know, I didn't know how people would react to another program like this um, because we had the founders or whatever and, and and I know I'm you know Texas gonna light up <laughs> probably but um, I, I definitely thought we'd get a lot of like what the hell you know where's these features first sort of thing and we were very sensitive to that I and mean, we I mean trust me we feel it guys it's like you know we got to deliver on some of these big features but also at the same time didn't want to hold off because I mean, with an opportunity like this to work with the classic battle mechs, when the time was right, we just couldn't let that pass up. You know, we had to act, you know, when we felt like we could make it happen. And so um, it was kind of time time sensitive and it was just no doubt we wanted these mechs to be a part of the match. Not that, and, and it had the added benefit of helping us, you know, deliver on the things that we're, we're trying to deliver. So um, there was a lot of talk, you know, a lot of like, you know, just making sure that this was the right choice for the game. and. Um, I think it's worked out really well. I, I guess I would just really thank everyone for supporting and buying and, and, and you know, just showing some faith in us and we're going to deliver on those features. And I think, you know, part of this podcast, we'll definitely spend some time today chatting about some of those uh, big features and, you know, trying to uh, assure everybody that, um, you know, the resources are still in the right place. You know, it's not like everyone fell off those big features and they're working on these mechs now. I mean, it's not like that. So I'd like to spend some time later in the podcast talking about, uh, you know, kind of the makeup of the team and some of those big features and, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, those things really don't slow down at all when we do something like this. Absolutely. Now, I just wanted to um, run a couple things by you real quick just to confirm some information. Uh, the first one is, if people order a package one of the packages before July 25th, they get the 30 extra days of premium. Um, how much longer then will the packages be available after July 25th? Do we know that yet? I don't think we do. And I think that we're being cautious because we learned a lot during the founders that we, we kind of set some end dates and um, we didn't originally keep the initial end dates we set. So right now it's not something that has an end date. Um, you know, is it logical that it could go on longer than the 30 days? Yeah, I think it, it will. Um, will it go beyond launch, which is still late summer? Uh, so uh, that I can't say. So, it, but we know sure. at the very at the very longest, October 15th, everything gets injected. So it certainly isn't going to go beyond that. So I don't know where the end date is right now. So. You know, yeah, you got a little bit of time, guys. If you don't have the money right now, but you will next payday or, you know, next month, I think you're fine. Um, but, you know, don't wait too long because uh, I don't know for sure how long it'll last. Well, sure. look, at it, look at it this way, just real quick, just off that those dates. Let's just say you don't know if it'll last after or before. Even if you save up, like, a dollar or $2 a day. I mean, just really, I mean, how simple that is for the next... 60 days i mean you're gonna have plenty of money to be able to do that then i guess that's what i'm trying to say is like even if you just save two bucks a day for the next 60 days you're gonna have plenty of money to drop on this package so now uh just to confirm because some people i see are extremely gleeful about this this one fact which is that okay let's say you buy just say the overlord package um does that mean now the, these mechs are supposedly dropping october 15th does that mean that people who buy the Overlord, for example, will be uh, piloting a Battlemaster essentially three months before the people that don't? 
Um, yeah, let me, I mean, uh, right quick, quickly, there's a lot of people in the chat that are pointing out that you know, October mm -hmm. 15th isn't summer any longer. Um, they're correct in pointing that out. Launch will happen before the October 15th, then, right? You're right. Summer ends late September, or September 21st to be precise. So uh, launch will be before that, before September 21st, or by September 21st. So this injection happens, obviously, uh, a few weeks after after launch just so yeah it, they don't they're not one the same uh, we didn't announce the launch date october 15th is not the launch date that's when everything gets injected basically i think you're right so i'm gonna get myself in trouble here if i get something wrong <laughs> but i think because because if you there, there is a, a logical reason behind this i mean it does take time to make these mechs um we actually had to add resources onto our team so that we could make actually two mechs per month instead of the one we've been doing in order to accomplish this and Essentially, the way that the production works means that we have to um, roll these things out. So I think that October 15th, I believe, yes, everything gets injected, but the way that they would go on sale for people to buy the, I guess, free version, so to speak, the regular MC C-Bill C -bill version, so, you know, they no longer have the booster on them, etc., just like Founders, um, those ones come... That delayed Starting. afterwards. So Locust right. might be, a th I think it's a full month after. So let's say November 15th, you can buy your Locust um, with your C-Bills MC regular route. And then a month later, a month later, a month later. So I guess it could even be four months later um, for the fourth one for the Battle Master. So right. don't take that as a, you know, locked in stone, perfect knowledge, but it's something like that. That's the, the general notion. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Now, I'm assuming, and, and Russ, you can just say, shut up, Phil, I can't talk about this, but might we see something very similar to the release of the Clan mechs? You know, I know you guys have sort of hinted at that, possibly. Is, it, is that something you want to just talk about or just say, hey, we'll talk about it when we get there? You can you can tell me to go the other direction. Well, shove it, Phil. All I can say is, you know, we've, we've thought about <laughs> it. We've thought about it. You know, that's, that's it. You know, we, we don't even know for sure. I would say... Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a reasonable chance because we have a we, you know, kind of we have a process now, right? We've done this a couple of times. We we did it with founders. We did it with this. Uh, you guys, it's a great way for the community to say, you know, we want to have a top-notch, you know, Mech Warrior product, and the money gets poured back into the game. So um, it's it's feasible. But right now, there's no plan, cooking, brewing. Uh, we've just got our plates full, like so full. Um, to get this game launched, um, to get these, you know, these major features, you know, that we're launching here in 2013. Um, clan, that's that's fair. That's fair, yeah, Russ. I, I totally understand. Priority. As soon as those things are done, and that I guarantee, you, as soon as those major features are done, it's like that's like the next major thing. Now that being said, um, I have talked to you a few times um, uh, about this, and, and I think as we're getting closer, um, I know NGNG will be sitting down with Paul and Brian and you and, t and talking about upcoming community warfare um, news bits and tidbits and all that. But speaking of which, the community in general, I think I think this is its one thing that it's really waiting for. Uh, you know, as a as a merc, as a house, uh, you know, anybody out there. You know, seeing the game take on that next step to community warfare, planetary warfare, and stuff like that. Um, do you want to talk about that? I mean, obviously, you guys have sort of stated release, you know, late summer. You know, um, is there any details you want to drop on us? Uh, little hints or just some, you know, factual information about that? Yeah, well, I think the way I'd like to approach that question is because, you know, I can't uh, today come on and, and give specific uh, details to everything. You know, a lot of. A lot of people, of course, are. I can see you're chit-chatting about, uh, you know, the clans are wondering, if, again, there's community warfare, um, there's clans, um, there's the timeline that we originally set, um, and there's there's no doubt that the, you know, the timeline now, and this is what's going to explode in the forums, is, is, is in tough right now, right? I mean, you know, the original timeline we set and when the clans showed up, so... Um, we're just working away as fast as we can. So I think that the best way I can explain that is maybe giving a little more information to listeners about, you know, how things have played out here since open beta and some of the dependencies that the various features have with each other. So 
I mean, my opinion is that the timeline was kind of interesting at first. You know, it was kind of cool, the tweets and everything, but it's not a very, it's not really a driving factor anymore. It's, it's a minor tidbit. It really, the only importance left there is that people say, yeah, stick to it because they want their clans, right? Mm-hmm. So other, otherwise, it's not a very important aspect. It's more important to have a quality game across game, the board. Yes. So I hope that people realize that we have been trying desperately to do everything the right way. I know sometimes something isn't perfect in the game and we have to fix it, but for the most part, we have tried to make the game better and better and better and with a super high quality development. And we've seen the rewards of that in a lot of ways with players, with the player counts, with you know the game success, um, the articles, PC Gamer, um, gave us a great honor, obviously the top 25 shooter of all time in open beta. I mean, that was uh, that yeah, felt really wow. good. That was and so, you know, I think we're not resting on our laurels though. We're working extremely hard. But I want to tell the guys that you know, so we go open beta, and it, everything has so many dependencies. I mean, first off, we say, okay, we want to go 12v12, and and a ton of work is uncovered, and, and logically so. And the work always just ends up being a little more than you think, or even significantly more than you think. So before we can go 12v12, we say, well, we really need to get all this movement code done, and we need to fix all the whole state rewind, et cetera, et cetera, so that the network bandwidth is capable of supporting 12v12. Alternatively, you're adding 33% um, uh, more battle mechs to the field, so therefore, you know, you have a lot more strain in your client FPS, so we do a lot more optimizations. And so, that first has to happen before 12v12 can come out and then of course people start talking about well user interface 2.0 and user interface 2.0 has some dependencies on staff to make sure that uh, certain things are done first and then community warfare for instance um, is heavily reliant on user interface 2.0 I mean, if you think about all the things that we're going to be doing with factions and everything else, I mean, it's one thing to spend all the time building those into a user interface that we have currently that is going to be completely rewritten or is incapable of doing it properly. So um, it's added, you know, some extra time before we get these features in people's hands, but we're just trying to do everything the right way. And so right now, I don't have specific dates for all the things. All I can say to you guys for sure is it looks like 12v12 will hit in July. Uh, we should, I think we're within a week or so of doing a public test now. Uh, we should be testing it internally tomorrow on the public test server and then we'll get everyone on there quickly. Hopefully that goes really well. Uh, we might uncover some work that we have to do, might add a little more time, but I would say we're within, uh, you know, within uh, 30 days or so maximum of, of getting that into, you know, public hands, to, uh, even if uh, we discover a little bit more work on it. Uh, user interface 2.0, um, really trying to get that out um, before our late summer launch. Uh, Community Warfare is is definitely it's, it's going to come out in phases. Um, I'm gonna you know it's best for me to le- let you guys get you know Brian in another podcast here in the next uh, <laughs> little while and I'm talk to it because um, mm-hmm. I, I can't talk to it as well. But it's going to come out in, in several phases, um, and so you will have stuff. You know this fall for sure um and then more and more depth will be added um but all in all there's no doubt that we're talking about we're not talking about anything here that isn't like a you know a, a solid 2013 feature uh, through and through so uh that's as as precise as i would dare get um at this point you know just i want to make sure everyone understands that there's guys working on those things and it doesn't matter if you see you know, like, let's say a small feature go in, like, I don't know, a startup sequence in a battle mech or, or something like that. Um, oftentimes we hear people say, what are you doing? Why'd you spend any time on that? You know, where's community warfare? Um, they're, they're different staff, you know, different people. There's there's no slowdown on those major features when people are doing things like that. Same goes with the classic mech program. Right now, it's just a matter of this has to get done before that can get done, and that has to get done before that can get done, and it's all happening. And thankfully, we're going to have some really great patches coming up. It's been a little bit slow lately because they've been smaller patches, a little more content related. But in July, we'll see 12v12. We're going to see some tutorial and some UI 2.0 stuff coming on also July, August. 
Um, and some more major would be a new map also in July. Um, so there's going to be a lot more uh, kind of heftier patches um, starting up pretty soon and heading towards fall. Well, I was going to say, this sort of brings me into our, our MechWorld line topic of um, the PA, uh, Penny Arcade, did a report on MechWare and map and design and stuff like this. And for someone out there to say, you know, what are you guys doing? You're sitting around doing nothing. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much work and effort pre-research goes into just creating something. You know, as, as, as some people say, oh, it's just a map. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is just one insight, and I really actually enjoyed this PA report. If you didn't read it, um, make sure to do so. Um, actually, I think it, you, it, if you're going to go out on a limb and point a finger at anybody and you haven't read that article, I think you do need to uh, give it a look. It, it talks about from concept all the way down to you know the design, uh, textures, the geometry. I mean, it goes through everything. And we also did get uh, two screenshots of, of new maps in the future, and that's the volcano map. And of course, the, the um, there's a shot of the Terra Therma shot number two in there as well. Now, that all being said, I, I think my point to all this is we as the community want things to happen immediately. I mean, me and Darren and the crew are no exception. We, we want community warfare right now. But it sort of harps back to what me and Darren says, and Darren always says this, it's patience, and there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. And as, as Russ just said, just because like they announced Project Phoenix, and you know now, the and we're gonna talk about this in the second, and the, the hero mech, it's not like everything stops behind the scenes and the whole entire company is working on those assets. No, it's a small select few. Yeah, you know, and, and while that's being done, other people are working, again, um, I just think it's unique. A lot of people jump on that bandwagon of, oh my God, you're, you, you know, why are you working on this when you could be working on that? And of course, you know, we have Garth on here all the time that's like, guys, really? Really? <laughs> a big part of that for me is that I know already that this is a game that I'm going to be playing for years, not for a month or two, but for years. And so I know that there's going to be content coming out that entire time. And uh, I have the patience to wait for. I do want it all now. I do want it all tomorrow. But uh, it's all coming, and I am so excited about all the features that uh, you just mentioned. You know, as maps too, uh, I think Russ mentioned next month uh, another map comes out. And then on top of that, you got to look at they just changed up and updated, like Caustic Valley looks completely, not completely different, but there was a lot of uh, passes on it. And uh, like uh, Thad said, when we had them on Mech Steps and Beer, it's like an ongoing thing. As, as they get better and they, you know, um, they may go back and, and touch up a specific thing, they may find a bug here or there, and, and they go back and they fix the things. And it's always just, you know, one pass over the next pass and it just gets better and better and better. So, you know, I just think it's interesting that everyone sort of jumps forward that, oh, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. Why are you focusing on this when it's like that's a select few people on the entire team? So, yeah. yeah. And if some of you out there don't have, um, I guess, uh, the belief that they're going to fix the things that are broken, like somebody said, what, you want to play the PPC alpha meta for the rest of your, you know, those years? No. I mean, if they're, they're fixing it. Uh, if it's been out there for a month or two, that doesn't mean that they're ignoring it. Uh, all these things that need improvement are being constantly improved upon. Every patch has something that's fixing something. So I have complete faith in these guys uh, that they're going to, you know, build the game that we want and that we will be addicted to for years. Well, I would, yeah, let's, I'd love to talk about that for a bit if you want. You know, just kind of the whole, um, this is OP, that's OP. I don't, I'm not sure who's who's joking and who isn't in chat, but like, pretty much everything is OP in someone's mind right now. But anyhow, yeah, if you guys want to talk about that for a bit, we can. I'm not stopping you. Yeah, no, go for it. I mean, that is something that I, I think mm, short-minded, you know, like people who think on the short term get upset about these things. I'm well, not worried about PPCs because I know they're being addressed. I know that they're being looked at. I have the patience to wait. Well, I think what it comes down to is, and this is before Russ gets in his spill, is I want the devs to be making data-driven game play changes not just based on oh he said or she said or just Amen. random and you guys would feel the same thing you don't want you know someone's else just opinion to be taken into account yeah i mean and that's the thing is i want data driven things when they use their the the heat maps and uh, you know where people are dying to make changes to a map they're using data 
to make gameplay changes. And so when it comes to like weapons, we don't have that information. Then someone would say, well, why aren't they sharing it? Because they don't need to and they would be wasting time. Like, I, I actually have a reason we don't share it. Um, data basically makes itself happen. If I tell you that Gauss rifles are OP, the first thing you will do is go use them constantly. And then what will happen prophecies. is our data will go up and oh, everyone's using Gauss rifles. Look how OP they are. But if I tell you, no, you can't hear that, you'll watch the meta shift and people will constantly try new ones and go, wait, what, what's OP now? And try something else. So you, if we said anything was being used more than anything else or less, it'll just skew the data even further. Well, Russ, what is your opinion on all this? Well, I mean, I think we have a lot of players that play a lot. Yeah, and they're, they, play, they play the game more than I do. And they are extremely passionate about it. And they have a lot of really viable information. Um, I would like to stress, of course, like I have a few times in the past, I know it's really tough. A lot of people think that they can't be heard unless they show like a super high level of anxiety, just like, you know, like screaming, yelling, this game is the worst game I've ever played in my life. You know, and they played, I'm gonna like, quit if you don't fix this. They, uh, well, they, you know, they played like 600 matches that week, but it's like they haven't played a game this shitty in their whole life. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's yeah, just chill out. Um, now, I want to just kind of remind people, and I know it can be frustrating, the patient approach can be a little frustrating, but we've kind of learned the patient approach, you know, by kind of making some mistakes, you know. We, you know, in the past, we've pushed some stuff in pretty quick and had some shit, you know, explode. So, it, with a lot of people, this many people playing and, and this many builds, MechWarrior is in a tremendous amount of customization. I and mean, it's a tremendously hard game to, um, to balance perfectly. And if you think back in the very beginning, if we'd taken the people's um, um, exact uh, advice in the beginning, it was like, hey, make PPCs like MechWarrior 4, and they did 17 damage. You know, like, just do it right now, because <laughs> PPCs are awful. Like, they're terrible, they're useless. Like, crank up the damage to 17 now. Can you do and, that for April <laughs> And we were saying, no, 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 no. You know, let's hang tight here. I mean. They do 10 damage like they're supposed to. And um, now all we did, of course, was we fix some underlying issues. You know, the the and we can go back and talk about. Um, uh, sorry, what was it called again? Oh my gosh, uh, the umbrella of community. You know, the pillars. power. Come on, hook me up. Cone of silence. No, no you know. Come on now, all you. Are you talking about drivers. community pillars? Oh, you Raven drivers, Raven 3L drivers with your um, ECM. ECM. Those, thank you. I just have one of those moments. I'm getting older. Um, ECM. You know, I'd circle back on that in a second. But so all of a sudden we fix, you know, the whole state rewind, the ballistics, the various things. And next thing you know, all these PPC shots are connecting. And all of a sudden they go from like, please, you know, almost double their damage to like nerf these things right now. They're OP. So. That's why sometimes a patient approach has to be taken, especially, and again, going back to ECM, I think it was a nice discovery that someone on our forums actually pointed us the right direction. It was very logical. Someone who just thought it through and said, look, you know, look at all the mechs that have ECM on. No one's complaining about, you know, these ones. They're only complaining about this ones. And the underlying problem was more about, you know, the hitbox of the Raven 3L. They're more so than it was about ECM and we still had to put some other features in uh, to help counter ECM and I think it's in a reasonably good place now so anyhow guys what I'm getting at is we're gonna tweak things further um, I'll talk about the boating heat thing a little bit um, people have been really laying into me on Twitter on that like worst idea ever um, I I'm gonna talk Paul's on vacation now he's back on Tuesday I'm gonna talk to him you know, it's kind of on hold for now. I've had my concerns about it too. Not so much that I didn't, I just think that it's maybe overly complex to communicate. So anyhow, uh, I'm gonna continue to talk to Paul about that. But I think we've got some really small things coming in right now that are really good ideas. I mean, I think even this next patch has this critical heat issue, which um, I think will be very subtle, but very effective. I mean, right now, probably one of the bigger problems with people boating is that there isn't enough of a penalty for the shutdown, um, I feel. I mean, if you shut down the wrong spot, yeah, you can get owned pretty quick by other mechs, but sometimes uh, you don't really take that much of a penalty. So if someone's running their big boat and they are already at 90% heat and they fire off all those five large lasers again to get the kill 
and they do get the kill great good for you but you shot your heat up to 150 percent or whatever now you're gonna take some damage for that right you're gonna you're gonna be cooking up a little bit while you cool off anything over 120 percent i think it was you're gonna start doing some some damage to your mech uh, and, it's, and also if you shut if you override that shutdown you're gonna be taking that damage so that could end up being a very nice subtle deterrent for bolts to well just do as much alpha striking as they're doing or to use their chain fire more frequently or to just not because the, the root problem of course is that someone's pinpointing like 50 points of damage in one spot right so something like that in subtle change will minimize that a little bit um, and there's some other nice ideas flowing around with maybe maybe a PVC for instance um, these to do a portion of its damage is splash damage you know just just spitballing here I haven't even talked to Paul about it yet but I talked to Darren and Phil about it the other day you know maybe it does 75% of its damage to the point of impact because it's electrical weapon it does 25% of its damage to one surrounding component randomly or something excluding the head again just spitballing but I think the point here is that some very small changes make all the difference. I mean, sometimes we change a weapon from point eight to point nine, and it makes the perfect amount of difference. So, I don't think it's as obscene as people think. I think when I play myself right now, and I go out there and jump around. I don't. I don't personally don't really have a problem with it right now. Um, I've certainly have been killed by some PVC boats. Have I don't personally have that big of an issue with it. But I think some smaller tweaks, maybe this critical heat thing that's going in. If you if you overheat too much, a um, couple other minor tweaks, it might be enough. If not, we'll continue to look at things. Um, maybe maybe continue to look at that boating um, uh, thing that Paul's been you know, trying to design. Um, maybe there's something there too that just kind of adds another, you know, very small layer to, uh, you know, just make increasing the skill level of the game. I think that's what people want. You know, they want people to really have a high level of skill, not um, beat them with you know, momentary, uh, you know, bits of good aim where they can launch everything at once. Yeah, I, I totally agree to these small tweaks. Otherwise, you're just overcompensating back and forth. Yeah, and I think it's really tough. I mean, at the end of the day, how I look at balance is you want to, you want the decision to be not so tough that they can't make a decision, but that, you know, should I take a large laser? Should I take a PPC? Should I take this AC5? You know, you got to look at, like, I th that's how I look at balance is, that all avenues should be, you know, like, uh, could be effective in the right circumstance. And that as a player, there is no just right, you know, like, oh, well, I have to take this all the time because it's the most effective, you know, thing. And, you know, to me, that that's what game balance is, is making that decision as hard for the player because all weapon systems are as close to, you know, that, that desired outcome. But, um, well, guys, let's go ahead and move on with the podcast. Specifically, I want to talk about the Phoenix Designs. Man, I, I I don't have any pants left after yesterday. I'm actually not wearing pants right now. You know, yeah, so just saying, Shadowhawk and the Locust, the artwork came out. Shadowhawk came out today. The only negative thing is that logo on its shoulder. Other than that, I can yeah. look past it. I don't know what's up with that. Just saying, yeah, should have a Davion Sunburst on there. That's what it should yeah, have. Yeah, just saying. FR, I definitely who? think uh -huh. these are uh -huh. the best versions of these mechs I've ever seen. Um, I'm just blown away by the artwork, which I always am with uh, Alex, but yeah. And of course, One you know... What I'm looking really forward to is the Battlemaster, just because of the outline there. It looks really... Mm. looks like it's going to be very interesting. You're going to love it. Love it! <laughs> what a tease, Russ. Of course, the Battlemaster is kind of what started this, right? If we started with one, it was like, what would it be from those? And I said, I basically said to Alex, you know, flying debris, I said, all right, make me make me a Battlemaster. Make me a Battlemaster under this premise. It has to look like a MechWarrior Online mech, you know, under the current styling, like it's going to fit in. But also, I want you to take the name. I want you to take the description of the battle mech as described in the Battletech lore. I want you to take all the cannon that describes it as having a large cockpit, etc., and what weapons it has. I want you to create me the new Battlemaster. He created it. I thought it looked ridiculous. Um, and uh, that was kind of the beginning of it. Then we chose the other three after that. But it was definitely Battlemaster was like the first one that really sparked the process. I was going to say, say like, hey, I want to make that looks like a pony. Yeah, that's going to happen. 
Russ was just talking dirty to everyone in this channel for about 30 seconds. I'm just saying, <laughs> every one of it. you got excited. I don't care who you are. <laughs> All right, so the Locust and the Shadowhawk artwork came out. Obviously, we have the outline of the Thunderboltman and uh, the Battlemaster coming out. Like, super excited. You guys are going to love them. And of course, the Hero Mech. Uh, the next one is, uh, well, we've got a sneak peek of it. The screenshot is up on our Facebook and our website, the Dragon Slayer, a.k.a. the Victor, uh, Victor Assault Battle Mech. Check this out. Um, first off, I mean, uh, I'm sort of excited because it's Assault Mech with Jump Jets, um, you know, so I'll, of course I'll have it. And so, um, yeah, uh, what are your guys' thoughts out there? Let us know, post on there. But Brandon it's, and, and Darren, it's kind what of about hard you? Because you know, here we are looking at these these four new mechs that are coming out, and and the Victor here, the Hero Mech, is kind of being overshadowed. But I uh, think yeah. this is, a, is an awesome looking mech. Good. I think it looks badass. So you're saying it's like eh, Victor, meh. you know, about that Shadowhawk, though. You know, let's <laughs> let's, well, let's be we don't real. Have here. The artwork of the Battlemaster yet. Uh, we can look at this assault mech artwork and, and love it. Yeah, I don't know where the uh, the name came from. A little odd, but um, I think it looks absolutely absurd. I just, I love it. <laughs> you don't know where the name Dragon Slayer came from, huh? Uh, no, I didn't. I just noticed one day, said, "Hey, they're calling a Dragon Slayer." That's a couple of the other guys, you know, here that work on that stuff. The guys, same guys that came up with Eolia, Miramets, and everything. So they've done a great job. Um, so yeah, you guys can fill me in if that's uh, well. As we may, as our Merc Merc unit may be hired by Kirita someday. I, I'm not going to really comment, but. Yeah. Yeah, Snake yeah, Killer would have worked. Gar see you, Garth. Bye, everyone. Later. We'll see you Thank tomorrow you, buddy. morning, buddy. Fun, see you in the morning, man. And, of course, you know, so that we had that come out earlier today. It's up on Facebook, and, of course, it's on our uh, website. You guys can comment and stuff like that. But uh, um, we try to get things, and Brandon was the one who pointed it out, and I posted it up, and... And we try to get stuff up as soon as possible. But rolling into the mobile HQ, the Dev Stalker section. Obviously, Russ, you you've been on our uh, crosshairs. Uh, we got you saying, you know, we got the mechs coming up that you might like. Just saying, of course, we know what that is now. Uh, you also stated player count is way up, building momentum nicely for launch late this summer and the release of our three major features. Um, I know a lot of people, um, and if you just want to clear this up, Russ, a lot of people question why you guys don't share the numbers and we've heard brian and we've heard you sort of say before that someone may take those numbers and look at it in a different light when you guys are looking at them in a positive light and stuff like that now a lot of other games out there do show how many people are in the game playing like um you know me and darren were just playing some you know world's tanks and there was like thirty-two thousand just people on the u.s server do you how, how do you feel about this i mean obviously you know if you can't talk about it or don't want to really want to talk about it, that's fine but do you want to hit on that? Because a lot of people are just, they keep always going back to that. Why don't you tell us the numbers? Why, you know, why are you being so secretive about it? Why, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. I mean, I think that all of our reasons are business reasons that in the end probably don't mean a lot to our players. So, our, you know, the players aren't really going to understand the value there and, and, and just say, who cares about all that? Give me the, the, the numbers. Um, you know we're doing uh we're doing a lot of stuff on the side whether it's european distribution deals or all sorts of stuff and and we you know the the numbers for for mech warrior um we call them the kpis that's just all the numbers associated with the game and um you know the arpu and how much money people are per user spending and there's all these metrics that you know the free-to-play games are based upon and metrics are extremely strong they're really as strong as any game out there in the industry truly world of tanks or anything but the player counts aren't as high anywhere near as high of course as league of legends world of tanks these are games that have launched for years and have had massive marketing budgets and really mech warrior to this point hasn't done much marketing we've done very little we've started doing a little bit in march and we've been building a little bit all the marketing really starts in september so up to now even though our our you know metrics are exceptional we really haven't gone up there yet really digging for players you know like trying to, to find all the players because we, we start spending the money finding the players we want the game to be able to be ready for them so that they actually stick around and play, right? 
So, yeah, there, I guess there is a chance that right now they might say, what, there's, you know, 7,000 people playing at the moment? There's 30,000 playing World Tanks. This game must suck balls, you know, etc. So, obviously, there's a little bit of concern about that. Um, I just think that it's something we would certainly consider putting a player counter back in, but I think it's not going to come until post-launch when we're actually uh, fully marketing and, and launched and open and it's not beta anymore and da 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 So, yeah, maybe guys look for that, you know, later in the year. But um, I mean, it makes sense for me looking in saying business doesn't want to get a ton of people in until the game's finished like or at least to a level to where all the features are in so like when someone comes they're not like where's community warfare like i totally get that like to, to me looking on the you know outside but sure, um you were saying with very very little marketing seven thousand is a huge number yeah right, and so, i understand you're, you're wanting to put your best foot forward when it's time to release the numbers and obviously with very little marketing uh the numbers will change significantly when the uh, marketing campaigns start in late summer so i am on board with that now this being said we do have a few community questions and some of them um you know might be directed towards you russ you don't have to answer them this is one of those discomers we tell everyone like we, we may not have an answer we don't know but uh We've got the, the first question is Laser Angel. He's actually out in the crowd right now. And he's like, just wondering if there have been any new hires at PGI recently. We know they had a big hiring drive at the conferences and expos. And of course, if you check out um, PGI's uh, website, there are some job posted and listings on there. So if you haven't checked those out, um, make sure to go do so. But he says uh, a, a simple yes or no answer, um, you know. So have you been hiring? Uh, yes, we have hired. Um, we're very getting quite selective, but we've hired... I don't know, two or three or four individuals um, since GDC. We hired two just in the last week plus. Um, brought on some extra bandwidth to help with the extra mechs for Phoenix, etc. So yeah, there has been some hiring, but um, not a massive explosion of it. Very careful hiring at this point still, and um, it'll remain that way certainly until you know post-launch. But we're always looking for talented people, uh, certainly doing some hiring. All right, thank you. We've got Grimmer. He says, if hit points of max will be, will hit points of max be increased for 12v12, um, and will shots per ton be increased as well? I think this is more towards like a, a Paul or you know, definitely a Paul question. Um, so we may have to save that one for him next week. Um, I can say that at least there's been no hint towards that. So whether or not that's well, the case. I would just say that Paul and I have had a discussion about it uh, about a month ago. We looked sat down thinking that we were going to double the hit points of the internal structure of the mechs because um, we doubled the, the armor points as everyone knows um, which I think was was really good I mean it um, especially back in the days when your hits didn't register <laughs> you know it felt really good and now that everything registers it almost feels like there's not enough anymore so there's just a lot more DPS flowing around in the game so it's a very um, logical thought question and we've thought about it unfortunately we sat down that day and we realized that indeed the internal structure hit points were already doubled i guess we doubled those at the same time we did everything else so uh yeah you know so these mechs are pretty sturdy compared to your standard uh, mech warrior games but um i don't have the answer to that yet essentially we understand that the root question here is and the problem is that hey i die a little quicker now than i used to you know uh more, more things are hitting me and, and I'm dying quicker and it's taken away a little bit of that feeling we had in the beginning where you really felt like you could survive a mistake. You know, you were in a giant mech and you don't feel like you can survive a mistake as much as you used to. So we're aware of it. Sorry we're taking the patient approach there as well. Uh, making sure we wanted to get all the whole state rewind stuff in, which we now have. So we were waiting for all that to happen first and so we get a real indication of exactly what the DPS is that's flowing around. Um, now that we're in that state, um, I think we'll be reassessing the need to possibly do something like that. So I wouldn't rule it out. It's certainly possible. Well, and you guys do have coming up the community uh, or the public test server as well. And I'm just, from what uh, Paul and uh, Brian were saying is, you know, these things are going to be open to everyone. So when they do need tests and they do need people, people will be able to go in there and give feedback, uh, not to mention just the data that'll come in from those servers as well so it'll definitely be interesting to see i can see why you may want to lengthen out i mean right now with 8v8 
I've been in random matches to where my team or the other team is dead within like within two minutes of an engagement starting. The entire team is gone. So well, you, know, you know. Let me jump back in. I, one thing I would say though is, um, and I think this is hopefully uh, I think a reflection of the ELO system being improved and working better, and the matches being closer. But the matches I'm in now are getting really really close i mean there's always the odd wipe but the majority of my wipes are like kind of eight four or even more competitive quite a few that are like you know down to one extra mech or someone has one mech left very very competitive and um you know it used to be i would say a couple months ago the average match time in mech online was short i mean i want to say three four five minutes now my average match time and i haven't got any metrics to look back is up now are closer to eight nine even ten minutes so even though, you know, the DPS is flying, people are learning how to play better, and people are surviving longer. Overall, the matches are lasting longer, and they're living longer. So there is that to take into into account. And I hope with 12v12 and some of the larger maps, and the mechs now, as you spawn, are going to be starting out in their lance formation. So, for instance, over here, there's four. Over there, there's four. Over there, there's four. So you... Hopefully, we're kind of kind of promote the lance functionality more when there's 12v12 and say you forgo that way, you forgo that way, you forgo that way. Take you know the three paths. That way, you're not going to be returning the corner and just having a big 12v12 giant slugfest. So, um, yeah, sorry, just a few other little bits for people that they may or may not have known. Oh, not a problem. And of course, guys, we will have um, Paul and Brian on talking about community warfare features when they can talk about them. So I'm not going to answer or try to answer any questions because that information has yet to be released. But we will have them on the show relatively soon to answer your guys' questions directly. Because guess what? Me and Darren, the, Brandon, everyone, and you know Laura, we're all excited just as, as well. Um, about these things so as soon as we can we will have them on the show but uh i do appreciate everyone coming out and of course don't forget we've got the catalyst game lab sponsorship giveaway week eight it's the battle talk uh, battle tech <laughs> introductory box this set is battle talk battle talk <laughs> there you go that's what yeah so uh and make sure to check it out all you have to do is go over there register really quick post uh um, and answer the question. Uh, there's two simple steps. That's all you got to do, and it's free stuff, so why not? And I'll actually be throwing up another giveaway um, in the, this past week before I go on vacation for 4th of July, and that's going to be the um, the magnet set uh, sets. Jeez, I can't even talk right now. So he's going to regurgitate a magnet set. You heard that here. Yep, it's going to happen. Um, and of course, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, Facebook, we're up to 30 now. We're almost to four thousand people on facebook so if you haven't liked us hey head over there it's a great way for us to get you information to be able to interact and that being said you know it's just it's 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 awesome to be able to post up something immediately whether it's a picture of the you know hero mech or some news we found or something like that it's always a good thing and it's uh, basically the hub of all BattleTech and mech warrior news and uh porn it does make it easy and um for just to throw that out there, we did post up another comic, uh, up, you know, that was brand new, and it was called The Valkyrie's Nightmare, and it was dub, uh, done by Sir Dub Dub. I just want to say thank you again to Dan. Um, he's slowly going to be creating more of these. He already had, I think, uh, he said nine more pages for this particular um, comic, and then he's going to do some other stuff as well. So make sure to head over to our website, give him some feedback, uh, pause them, some criticism, you know, maybe some like, hey, you know, this or that. It's always good to have that type of feedback directly to the artist so he knows how to he can improve the art. So um, I just want to say thank you again. I really loved it. As soon as I saw his stuff over at the MWO website, I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, what are your plans here? You know, let's let's get your stuff out there. So it's pretty awesome. Make sure to head over to our uh, YouTube channel as well. I'm actually going to be kicking off a few videos uh, this weekend, focusing on a lot of the ride-along videos of chassis I haven't done so far. Even Assault Max, yep, I'm going to be tackling Assault Max. Um, but I am posting up the um, Twitch events that day, or at least as soon as I can. Uh, so make sure to check those out. It's a great way for you guys to watch the entire stream and not have to worry about Twitch sometimes. Yeah, Twitch is annoying sometimes on there. And... And of course, uh, yeah, make sure to check out our NGNG TV channel over at Twitch. We are going to be having that charity event next Tuesday. That being said, Russ, um, do you think uh, you or some of the other PGI staff could show up? You know, obviously this would be after you, you go home from work, so it wouldn't be during work hours. Yeah, send me an email. We'd love to be involved. Awesome. 
Not to put you on, you know, spot or anything. Not like there's 90 people in here. Not to put there you is, on the spot, but we're putting you on the spot. Yeah, you know. There is a 24-hour window. And, of course, I want to, you know, sort of challenge you guys out there in the audience to help support this. You know, whatever your thoughts are as far as NGNG, me, Darren, or anything, this is for, you know, autism. Um, and so just uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, show up to this event. Donate what you can. Spread the word. And we'll have all of this stuff up on Facebook so you guys can share it and everything. And I challenge some of you guys to stay up 24-7 if you can. If you <laughs> if you got to work, don't stay up 24 hours. Just don't do it. Yeah, that's bad, bad juju. So don't do that. By the uh, way, but what was my swear count tonight? I don't know. Did it was awesome, know? whatever well, it was. Let, let me we know can make up for it. too much for the podcast. No, no. <laughs> Please. Darren, yeah, we, we drop that bomb all the time. When we're about. <laughs> Please. Yeah, so uh, anyways, guys, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to our community, to everyone here in the audience, uh, to everyone out there. You guys are amazing. It's crazy to see how NGNG is growing and more content. If you are someone who creates content, videos, artwork, songs, or whatever, uh, a quick shout-out, too, to uh, the guys over at... Uh, I believe 4chan they they gave me and darren a one in a lifetime opportunity of one of their youtube videos uh they did they sang on here they got on here and they actually sang to me and darren and uh we'll have to get you that link to that youtube it was freaking hilarious i was laughing my ass off um yeah, so i've never been yeah that was like a live performance on team speak never had that happen before uh those guys were pretty cool yeah the kong guys hopped on here and uh they gave us uh it was uh, sort of a the latin song uh, anyways it had to do with the mwo it was it was hilarious we'll have to get you the link um i was freaking rolling but anyways <laughs> again this was your local no guts no galaxy macware podcast we hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is phil this is darren this is brandon also known as Patrick Kelly. This is Laura. This is George. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Mech Warriors.